Hi, and welcome to the Internet Marketing Show that gives you, amongst other things, simple, proven, and practical steps to build your very own successful online business. Here's your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. Hello there, this is Peter Beckenham, the village marketer. And today I want to show you how to run a successful free coaching session or any initial sales conversation. Many years ago now, I learned a process from Bill Barron and Christian Mickelson, two of my mentors, which gave me a heart-based sales conversation and it was also an ideal way to run an initial free coaching session. So today I'm going to share this stress-free process with you. It's a process that's based on using empathy, engagement, education, and empowerment principles. But the first thing I want to talk about is some of the mistakes that people make with introductory coaching sessions. These are all mistakes that I've made, I can assure you, many times. But I've fine-tuned the process and what I'm going to share with you today I think you'll find very helpful. The first mistake is trying to solve your client or prospect's problems during your introductory coaching session. Now the reason why this is a problem and why this is not a good idea and why this is a mistake is because trying to solve their problems or trying to coach them and help them achieve something in the introductory coaching session can be helpful. Yep, there's no doubt about it. But if someone wants to lose, for example, 30 pounds, 50 pounds, whatever it is, and you're a weight loss coach, what are the chances that they're going to lose that 30 or 50 pounds on that coaching call? Zero, right? Or if you're a business coach and you want to coach business owners and they want to grow their business by an extra, say, 100,000 a year or by an extra 250,000 a year, what are the odds there that you can help them make that happen during that introductory section? Well, the odds again are zero. They're not going to be able to make that happen in one session, that's for sure. So the biggest mistake is trying to solve these problems during that free initial coaching session. And I've done that many times, I must assure you, until I learned I was making a mistake. In fact, this is the way most marketers do it. Most marketers, first of all, are struggling to get clients, right? And if you start to coach people in that session, you're not giving the prospect any reason to become a client of yours. If, for example, you even had solved their problems, because they got it for free, right? The other mistake is just trying to prove yourself and prove your worth during your initial coaching session or your initial sales conversation. We really don't need to do that. And you know, there are some others being attached to the outcome, hoping like mad that the client is going to hire them and being too attached both emotionally and financially to that particular client who may or may not want to work with you. So here's how the free initial coaching session or your initial sales conversation works. I'm going to tell you what all seven steps are right now and then I'm going to give you some sample questions that you can ask during your initial coaching or sales conversation. So the seven part process includes one, connect, two, dream, three, impact, four, challenges, Five, impact again. Six, turn around. Seven, presenting your offer. So let's talk about step number one. 
Step number one is really just about getting rapport and developing a connection with the potential client. And you can do it by asking one simple question. Tell me a little bit about X. And when I say X, it means whatever topic you specialize or coach people on. If you're a business coach, you would say, tell me a little bit about your business. If you're a relationship coach, you'd say, tell me a little bit about your relationship. Now, you want to be careful that this doesn't turn into an hour-long conversation. Some people can take that one question and run with it for an hour. So you have to be careful not to let it go on too long, okay? So again, that's why you say, tell me a little bit about it. Or you might also say, if you could just give me a quick snapshot in about 90 seconds and just tell me a little bit about your business or a little bit about whatever it is that you coach people on. That's step number one. Very simple. I think everybody feels very confident that you could do that, I think. Step number two is the dream. The dream is really very important. This is the first piece of why people hire you. Take up your offer. They hire you for two main reasons. And the first reason is the dream. It's their dream we're talking about. And they may not even be very clear on their dream. And that's part of why this is so valuable. It helps them to get some clarity. And so a great question to ask to help them come up with their dream is, if you could wave a realistic magic wand, where would you like your business to be in the next six months or in the next 12 months? And you would pick a time according to your particular coaching offer. So if you had a six-month coaching offer, you'd simply say, if you could wave a realistic magic wand, where would you like your business to be in the next six months? Make sense? When it comes to the dream, you really want them to get clear on what it is that they're trying to achieve. Sometimes people don't know. And so you might have to ask them a couple of times, like, is there anything else that you'd like to accomplish in the next 12 months? Or... What else is there that you'd like to accomplish in the next six months? You can ask this question several times. And the more you ask it, the more clarity people will have and also the more different dreams people will have as well. They might start dreaming bigger. They might start dreaming in other directions. The bigger the dream that somebody has, the more reason they want your help. So that's step number two. You really want to build their dream, okay? Step number three is to help them see the impact of actually achieving that dream. People know that they want something, but they don't necessarily always realize how much their life is going to change. So, as a great question to ask, you could say something like this. If you had all of this, and that meaning all the stuff that they just described to you right before in their dream, if you had all of this in just the way you'd like to have it, what would that do for you? For example, now we're going to start thinking about, wow, if I had an extra $100,000, what would that do for me? Will I be able to put my kids through college? I'll be able to let my wife stay at home from work. I'll be able to take some more vacations, right? Or I'll be able to pay off my debts. I'll be able to do all sorts of great things. So impact is really important for so many reasons because we want to stir up their excitement and stir up their emotions about achieving what they want. Because the more excited and emotional they are about what they want, the more motivated they're going to be to make it happen. Even if they don't work with us, and no matter how good you get at this, not every single person is going to hire you anyway, right? 
So the more motivated we can get people to be, the more likely they are to actually go and take action. And quite a few of them may decide to work with you. There are other questions that you can ask them too, like, what else would that do for you? Or if it's a money goal, you could ask them, what are you going to do with some of that money? And how are you going to spend it? This is so they can see the reality of actually having that money and what they would do with it. Well, I go on a vacation. I do this, I do that, right? And then you can actually deepen that with another follow-up question. What would be the best part of having that? And then you could also ask, why would you that be the best part for you? Right, you're digging deeper with them all the time and you're getting them not only engaged with you, but you're getting them to really feel and sense the impact of achieving their dream. This just gets them to go so deep and being so motivated for what they want to achieve. And it may be something that no one's ever taken them through before. So these are actually techniques that help people make change. In order to help people make change, we want to get them very motivated for what they want and very motivated to move away from where they are and what they don't want, right? The more motivated they are, the more likely they are to get what they want. So that's step three, uncover the impact of actually having that dream and achieving that dream. Step number four is really all about challenges. So all you have to do is ask, what do you think might be some of the biggest challenges that could be slowing you down, standing in your way, or stopping you from achieving what you want? Notice what I said. What do you think might be, and what do you think could be, are really soft words. It makes it very easy for people to open up and share their challenges. Sometimes people want to seem really successful, and they want to seem really strong. And maybe there's an ego involved as well. So they don't want to be too vulnerable. Sometimes people might close up completely and try to be really macho and not tell you what their challenges are. And again, I'd start with the softest ones. Slowing you down, standing in your way, and then stopping you. It goes soft, soft, hard, right? So that in their mind, they're already hearing soft, soft, hard. And that will help them open up. So what that does is it keeps their defenses down so they feel very connected and engaged with you. And they open up to you. When people's defenses are up, they're not very open. And if people are not very open, it's really hard to help them or even have them trust you. If they're not going to tell you what's going on, it's going to be very hard to do anything that will be of any use to them. So you need to ask that soft, soft, hard question several times, maybe three or four or five times. There's not an exact number of times you want to ask, but you want to ask it so they cannot come up with any other challenges. You've actually got it all out of them. The more challenge you can get them to come up with, the better. So you want to ask that several times. And again, this is going to motivate them. They're going to see the impact of these challenges. And also this is about uncovering their hidden challenges. Right? The more times you ask it, the more they're going to go deep into the recesses of their mind to find some other thing that could be stopping them that they may not have even realized before. In fact, oftentimes what we think is stopping us is just some surface level sort of thing. But what's really stopping us is something quite deep. And when you keep asking, people have to keep going deeper and deeper into their minds. 
and the more of this stuff that we can come up with the more likely they are to make a change and the more likely they are to see the value of what you have to offer and how you can help them and once they see the value of what you can offer then there's more opportunities for you to get hired by them so that's step number four challenges step number five is impact again but this is the impact of those challenges your conversation is going to reveal the impact that these challenges have on your potential client or existing client, whoever you're talking with. So what we need to do here is ask them, how do you think these challenges are impacting you right now? What do you think the impact of these challenges could be? You want to ask that question like that. And now all of a sudden they're going to look at it and say, Ooh, well, it's keeping me from achieving my goal, which may be obvious, but it may not be. But if you ask that again, what else do you think the impact of these challenges are having on you? Then they're going to look a bit deeper. They might look at, well, you know, it's upsetting me. It's frustrating me. It's keeping me up at night time. I'm losing sleep. I'm worrying, whatever, okay? You know, that sort of thing. And then another part of the impact session is you can ask them, how do you think this is affecting other areas of your life? And again, this is going to really wind them up to make a change. So even if they don't hire you, by the time they're done with this session, they're going to be much more committed to making changes than they would have been before they got on the call with you. And you know you have provided one heck of a valuable service to them. And by the way, you can also ask, what's the worst part about having these challenges? Or, which of these challenges is the worst one and why is that? Or, what's the worst part about having all these challenges? And then it goes deeper and deeper and it gets bigger and bigger and it becomes more of this destroying their life factor in so many ways. They'll start seeing, oh, wow, this is the worst part. And they're not getting something huge that they want. They're missing out. The bigger picture of what they're looking for, okay, is key, key, key. So that's step number five, revealing the impact that their challenges are having on them. Step number six is the turnaround. The turnaround is very simple. You just ask, if you could overcome these challenges and flow freely towards your goals, what would that do for you? Right, I'll say it again. If you could overcome these challenges and flow freely towards your goals, what would that do for you? When you ask that question, now all of a sudden they're able to dream even bigger things because now one of the things that keep people from dreaming big are all the darn challenges that they have and they feel like they're stuck so we can dream a little bit but we can't dream that big because of all these challenges that stand in our way but when you can actually have them imagine overcoming the challenges and actually achieving their results then they're able to dream bigger and most people feel like it's such a huge relief like wow if I could overcome these challenges and flow freely towards my goal I'd feel relieved, I'd feel excited, I'd feel fulfilled, I'd feel out of this world. So I can really bring them back up. When they think about the dream, it gets them really up and excited, right? Then they think about the challenge and it brings them down to earth, boom. So you don't want to leave the people feeling down. So this is a really great way to bring them back up again. That's the turnaround. Once again, it's step number six. If you could overcome these challenges and flow freely towards your goals, what would that do for you? Again, they're imagining it, 
and already are matching the impact of it. So we're kind of joining them together. Imagine and turn around and the impact all at once. Make sense? That's step number six. So you're taking them on a re an emotional roller coaster, right? Step number seven is your offer presentation or your coaching offer. However, there's a little thing between when you've taken people through this process and your offer presentation you must be aware of. You need to ask one very powerful, magical question. Say, for example, I have a coaching program that's designed specifically to help people overcome these sort of challenges and achieve those sort of goals. And here's the magic phrase. Would you like to hear a little bit about it? Right? Would you like to hear a little bit about it? Now, this is one of the things that I call a magic phrase or a magic question. And it's magical because it tells them that it's exactly to help people in their situation. And it puts everything in their court to decide whether they want to hear more about it or not. You are empowering them, okay, and helping them to make the buying decision. So it's very open, it's very non-attached, it's very transparent, and it's very no pressure. And that's one of the places also where people make mistakes in sessions like these. Sometimes people learn sales techniques, and then they try to pressure people to take in their offer. That doesn't work. Believe me, I am a zero pressure sales process advocate. I don't want to create any pressure from me that I want them to hire me for my sake. I want to create internal pressure within them that makes them want to hire me for their own sake. See the difference? So that's a question that goes between step six and step seven. So once again, the magical question, would you like to hear a little bit about it? And remember, you haven't started the presentation yet. It just basically opens the door to give a presentation about what your coaching is or what your offer is and how you can help and impact with them. Now, you can also use this five-part methodology. These are five things that you can do as a coach or a heart-based marketer. Anything that you've learned as a coach, if you've already had some other coach training, any other skills training, sales training, tools or techniques or anything like that, okay, then you need to make sure that they actually fall into these five categories. You don't want to confuse people. You don't want to pressurize them. You want to position yourself as a person of authority, but at the same time, someone who cares, shares, engages and shows empathy. So part one of the methodology is I'm going to actually say this as if I'm explaining it. So let me go back to the magic question, and then we'll go into the sales presentation. So if I told somebody, I have a program designed specifically to help people overcome these sorts of challenges and achieve these sorts of results, would you like to hear a little bit about it? Now, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say no at that point. Pretty much everyone's going to say yes, because they'd like to hear a little bit about it. And when you say a little bit, it makes them feel like they're not going to be in for some long, high-pressure sales pitch. That's why you say, I'm just going to share a little bit about it. This is what you say. Well, okay, there's four things that I help my clients do. This is an example. And you can also insert there how long you work with your clients. For example, I say, I work with clients for six months at a time. And these are the four things that I help my clients do. This is just as an example. You can put your own versions in there. 
what I say is this. The first thing I help my clients do is clarify their direction. And so explain what that means. I'll usually tell them that we've already gone and done some of it because we did that at the beginning of this session, right? When they were talking about their dream. But I might say it might make sense to get a little bit deeper again and be more specific with some of your goals. And let's get real clarity. And I might even ask, does this sound like something that will be valuable to you? Or does this sound like something that would be helpful to you? This is just so I can stay connected with them and see if this is something that they're really interested in. And then I'd say the second thing I help my clients do is I help them strategize their actions. Now, that's a fancy way of saying, really, you create a plan for them so they know exactly where they're going and how they're going to get there. What they're doing every week and the reason why they're doing it. And this is something you work on together to create. In other words, they're doing the most effective things possible. So they're never wondering, what should I work on? What should I focus on? What should I be doing right now? So that's the second thing. And then I ask them, does that sound like it would be valuable to you? See, I'm repeating the same thing. Keeping them engaged. Empowering them. And by the way, you want to remember what their challenges are. And make sure you take notes during your initial coaching session or your sales presentation. So not only will I ask them if this sounds like it would be valuable to them, but I'll look back at the specific challenges that they listed. And if they said they didn't have a plan, I'd absolutely say something like, remember how you said you didn't have a very clear and specific plan? That just reminds them that you were listening and understanding, okay? We want to remember what their challenges are, what their dreams are, okay? In fact, I take notes during my initial coaching sessions or sales presentations. So not only will I ask them if this sounds like it would be valuable to them, but I'll look back at the challenges, but look at the dreams that they share with you, okay? And if they said they, for example, didn't have a plan, I'd say, remember how you said you didn't have a very clear and specific plan? So the second thing that you do is you help people strategize their actions, right? And what that means is we're going to actually work together to create a plan. And you want to tie back, as I mentioned before, these four-part methodology points. Tie them back to the goals, the dreams, the challenges, and the impacts that they've already spoken to you about, okay? Bring them to life. Now, the third part of the four-part methodology is upgrading skills. So if maybe they mention some skills that they're lacking, maybe it's presentation in speaking skills, maybe it's sales skills, maybe it's leadership skills, maybe it's flirting skills if you're a dating coach, right? You could actually say, you mentioned this and I help people upgrade their skills. So this is where we could actually work on helping you improve in that area. Now, if they didn't mention any skill areas that you could help them improve on, then you could just mention that it's something that you work on and you can ask them, are there any skills that you think, if you were better at them, you would be able to carry out your plan and achieve your goals even easier and maybe even faster? Think about that. What skills would you like to have in order to make that happen? Then they can tell you what those could be. Now, sometimes people don't know. And if they say they don't know, well, that's okay. You say, hey, that's all right. That's something we can work on together. I've got some checklists of some potential skills that people might need to upgrade, and I can send them over to you if you're interested. Or, if you already know your target market, you may already know the different types of skills that you need. For example, if you're a leadership coach, you may already know that they need leadership skills, communication skills, 
team building skills, influence and persuasion skills, listening skills, etc. Right? So that's the third point of the four part methodology. And again, you'd say, does this sound like it would be of value to you? Okay, keep re-engaging the prospect, the client. And then the fourth thing I work with clients on is helping them master their psychology. So for example, you mentioned a fear of sales rejection. If you want to achieve your goals, you know that you need to improve in this area. So one of the things we can do is to work together to master your psychology about these sales fears. I can help you overcome these fears, overcome these doubts, or any limiting thinking or limiting beliefs you might have about sales. And we can work on those in our coaching so you can feel much, much more confident and a lot more comfortable. There may be some other areas where it would be helpful for you to master your psychology as well. Okay? Does that sound like it would be valuable to you? Right? We're repeating the same question. Again, getting them engaged. And then they usually say, yes. And then you might say, are there other areas where you may think it could be valuable for you to master your psychology? Think about that carefully. Let's talk about it now. And again, when I mention that if people don't list a lot of challenges in step four, I might even bring up this four-part methodology then. And I'll just say, here are some different areas where people tend to run into challenges. Let me know if there are any of these areas where you think you may have the same sort of challenge. So this is where you can use that four-part methodology as little mini assessments, so to speak, to have them check with themselves about the challenges and the, that we had earlier in the session, okay? So keep that in mind. So you tell them about mastering their psychology and does this sound like something that would be valuable to you? And they will usually say yes. Then you say, great. Do you have any questions about what I've explained so far? And they usually say no at that point, or if they do, then we want to just answer any questions that they have. Or they may start asking you questions about coaching, like how often you meet, which is really what we're going to talk about next anyway. And of course, also, the elephant in the room is the price, the fees involved, right? So if they ask a question about that, you just move into the next part and structure of your coaching. If they say, no, I don't have any questions, then you can say, well, a lot of people like to know the structure of coaching and maybe even the fees involved at this point. Is that something you'd like to hear? And again, we want to keep asking them the question if they want to hear more, because we want to make sure that they are in control. They feel empowered. You don't want to be telling them things that they don't want to hear, right? You don't want to be giving them a sales presentation if they don't want to hear it. You don't want to make them feel like they're sitting through some big thing that they're just not interested in. Just want to keep making sure that they're interested and engaged. The truth is that most people want to keep hearing more. So when you keep asking, you keep giving them permission to say no. And when you give people permission to say no, they feel much more at peace and much more comfortable with you and they really do open up and want to know more with you. They will feel much less pressure. So this is where you'd move into the second part of your sales presentation. I don't even like actually to call it a sales presentation, but more of an explanation of your offer, right? So the second part of the explanation is, for example, how your coaching is structured. That's an example. This includes how often you meet and for how long, etc. But if you need a little extra time, by the way, you tell them if the session needs to go a little longer, if you need some time between the session, you want to contact me, then by all means, you can do that, okay? 
So you really want to create a blanket of support over the course of the six month or 12 months, whatever it is that your coaching period works for. And then once again, you'd say, how does that sound to you? People love that. People love that blanket of support. It makes them feel so supported. It's true. That's how you should set up your offer and your coaching. Also, I highly recommend offering just one package. This is another big mistake I believe a lot of marketers and coaches make. That's offering more than one different possibility for their offer. Sometimes I do two different options. Sometimes I give three different options. The more options you create, the more confused people get. And for example, how can any potential client have any clue about how much coaching they need? How could they know? So just keep it to one package and you can and you can simply say, for example, so I basically just set it up so we have sessions pretty much every week. Now some other people like to do an hour or three times a month, and hey, that's totally okay. You can do whatever you want. If you want to do a 45-minute session or a 90-minute session, whatever you do, it's totally okay. I support you 100%. If you found something that worked, that's great. Go ahead and continue it. I mean, this isn't about recommending the way you set up your coaching. This is really just to recommend having one way to set up your coaching, and only one way, one package offer. Make sense? So that's what I tell people, that I work with clients, for example, for six months at a time, and how many sessions and how long, etc. And then I'll ask them, how does that sound? Most people will say, wow, that sounds pretty good. And then they might say, because it's been on their mind, right? How much is it? Or if they don't say anything, then I just say, okay, do you have any questions about that? And they usually say, no, or they say, well, how much is it, right? If they say they don't have any questions, then you could say, would you like to know how much it is? And most people would want to know that. So after you ask the question, or they ask you about the pricing, then you say, that's a great question. The first thing I want to tell you is about your investment in my offer, or your investment in my coaching, is that I work with clients for, for example, six months at a time. But if after the first month, if you don't love the work that we're doing together, if you don't absolutely see that this is exactly what you need to help you overcome the challenges you share with me and achieve your goals, then not only do we not have to continue after the first month, but you can have a full refund of every penny that you paid. How does that sound? And most people are blown away with that. This just takes away maybe 90% of the potential objections that people are going to have Yes, indeed, most of the objections are taken right away when you say that. You might say it before you tell them the price. And as I mentioned before, as you always do say, how does that sound? And people usually say, that sounds fantastic. Boom. They feel relaxed. They feel really comfortable. And they feel excited. And they want to try this out. Now, they're still wondering how much it's going to cost, right? But they're feeling really good at this point because you've given them an out with your guarantee. And then the next thing you'd say to them, so we actually have two different options. This is an example, right? And here's where you can give them options. I mean, I don't like options in the actual package you offer, but I like options in how they pay you. You can tell people, you can either pay monthly or you can do a full pay. If you pay monthly, it's XYZ fee, right? If you do the full pay, it's this much for six months or a year, whatever it is. I mean, for example, I'll give you an example. If you pay monthly, it's $700 a month. If you do a full pay for the whole six months, that will be the equivalent of $600 a month. 
okay, for the six months, and that would be 3,600 or whatever your fee is, right? And of course, give people a little bit of price break if they full pay because you're getting all that money up front. And now it's far more likely that they're going to actually work with you and implement what you do for the full term. And it's great for your cash flow, even if they're paying a little bit less. You're getting it right now. Generally, money today is better than probable money tomorrow. So I really do like full pay. And I try to encourage people to do that. And that's why you give them a reduction in their price. Don't use the word discount. You're just reducing the price because they're paying up front. But actually, I don't want to have it so loaded one way or the other. I want them just to do whatever it feels right for them. In fact, after I share the fees, that's where I ask them, tell me which one of these feels like the best option for you. What are we doing? Again, we are engaging them. Again, we are empowering them, and this time on the price. Which one of these feels the best option for you? Full pay or monthly payment? So I'm kind of leading them towards a little bit of decision making, which feels like the best fit. Now again, that's very soft, and it's one of those magic questions. I mean, in other words, it's a very soft way of helping them make a decision. I mean, when you say, which one of these options feels like the best fit for you, most people are going to tell you which one feels like the best fit for them. It's soft. It's not hitting them in the face, right? Now they might say, oh, wow, that's so expensive. I didn't think it was going to be this much. I really can't afford this. Oh, mate, I, I don't know. I really like to work with you, but I just don't think I could do it. Now that's where you can start overcoming objections and things like that. And overcoming objections is another part of this program where you're going to talk about ways to get people even more excited, more relaxed and more engaged to make the decision to hire you on the spot. That's not part of this actual audio. So basically what you've done is have taken them all the way through the initial coaching or your initial sales conversation. At that point, after you say, which one of these feels like it might be the best fit for you, you just stay quiet and let them think about it and then find out what they say. You'd be surprised, but a lot of people are going to hire you right there on the spot. They're going to say, well, you know, it's probably the monthly sounds the best fit for me. And then you say, okay, so I'll schedule our next session. And if they say yes, then schedule it. And then say, okay, now let me get you entered into the system. That's another magic phrase. Let me get you entered into the system. You see, let me get you entered into the system is a way of saying we're closing the deal. Now, I don't like using closing the deal. I don't really even like thinking about this in terms of a sales process. But I'm just mentioning for those of you who've had sales training so you can see how all this plays in. So here's where you basically just get them set up for your offer. In other words, when you say, let me get you into the system, you're just talking about all their information, their name, their phone number, address, email address. Give them your banking details if that's how they pay you. Or what kind of credit card would you like to use? What's the credit card number? What's the expiration date? Etc. Right? Then you tell them what's going to happen next. Keep that clear so they know. Then ask, do you have any other questions about the offer or the coaching? And usually they don't. But if you, they do, then just answer. Okay, great. Let's, let's see what they are because I want to get as much clarity as we can. And after answering all the questions, you say, well, I look forward to getting started with you on Monday or whatever the day is. And if you have any questions between now and then, or if there's anything you need 
well, feel, just feel free to give me a call or send me an email, and I'll be happy to answer any of your questions or any ones that you've forgotten to ask today. Okay, and that's it. That's how you run your initial free coaching session or your initial sales conversation. I hope you found that helpful. Until next time, bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to the Internet Marketing Center Show with your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. For more great content, go online, peterbeckenham.com. We'll catch you next time.